Hey, everyone. We are so glad you'll be joining us today. We're going to be looking at Luke 19, 1 through 9, which shows us the encounters Zacchaeus had with Jesus. It was an unplanned, life-changing, and life-giving incident at the same time. We all strive for these types of encounters with Jesus, those that he was and is so good at providing. So grab a Bible, grab a blanket. Oh, wait, it's June. Don't grab a blanket. <laughs> grab something that will make you comfy and cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. This is Catherine. I'm Gina. Hi, and I'm Kristen. We are so excited to dive in today and really talk about Zacchaeus, as Gina reminded me, the wee little man, mm -hmm. right? Yes, who climbed a tree to be able to have a glimpse and an encounter with Jesus. His change of heart led to a change of character and a change in behavior. So I think there's so much for us to learn and glean from this. So our change oftentimes starts with the heart. Our situation, our lives have taken us to a place of desperation where we are ready to change. So as they say, when you are tired of hitting a wall and you're beat up and you're bloody, just turn right. <laughs> it all starts with the heart, or as I like to say, the heart start. Mm. So let's dive into this today. We can learn how this encounter helped him at times, uh, and will help us when we need him the most, which can be daily for me, as I've oh, often absolutely. said. And as we explore this story, we are going to ask ourselves, what are we willing to do and what length are we willing to go to get closer to Jesus? As a result of Zacchaeus's effort, we're also going to see a man's complete transformation in a matter of just a few verses. So let's begin. Yeah, we're going to read the passage, and it's Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but he was so short that he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to the house of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of all my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today's salvation has come to this house because of this man, too. He is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So good. So since Jesus entered Jericho, and he was just passing through to Jerusalem, actually, I am intrigued and I'm wondering what kind of city was Jericho? 
Well, it's interesting. There's a couple of things that I think just help with like that mental picture that Mm -hmm. we always like to create. So you're right. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem when he was just passing through Mm -hmm. Jericho and envision this city of palm trees, right? A lot of palm trees, which is interesting that there's a sycamore fig tree, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's located about 18 miles from Jerusalem. Jericho was also a priestly city. So there was no less than about 12,000 priests lived there, and they would frequently pass that way as well to minister in the temple. Um, So that maybe just gives you like a little bit of, again, a mental picture Mm -hmm. of what Jericho was like. Yeah. 12,000 priests. Yeah. Mm Wow. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, a, I don't a know. religious city. Yeah. Like, it'd be interesting like. to compare, like, how many were in Jerusalem yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. just that that Sounds was like known a as a priestly city. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. really, really interesting. And so next, it sort of begs the question then, like, who is Zacchaeus that obviously resided in Jericho? And so verses two to four state, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. So extracting out the info we know from that verse, we know he was a chief tax collector in Jericho. Uh, interesting to point out that his name Zacchaeus actually means clean and pure, mm. which is fascinating since his profession as the chief collect- tax collector was oftentimes known to be corrupt. Oh, um, yeah. He became very wealthy mm-hmm. from tax collecting and powerful because he obviously had the Roman uh, government on his side. We know he was short. Uh, the average height for men in that time was about five foot. So they estimate Zacchaeus was probably around five feet. Some experts even say he was shorter than that. And that's why the song says he was a wee little man. man. Mm -hmm. There's oftentimes I hear stories about songs that people learn when they were a kid Uh that give me a little bit of FOMO. Like, why? I didn't learn that song. (laughs) And the, like, all of the states in the U.S., that song that, like, alphabetizes all the states. Oh, yes. I know that song. Never learned it. Yep. Uh And then Gina today was just telling us about this song. I don't want to steal your thunder, but it also left me feeling like I didn't learn that in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't learn it either, Kristen. So you're not alone. It Couple just was, verses from the song. Well, had if I had a voice that was worthy <laughs> of singing, I would share the song with you. But we really don't. We want people to listen and not tune out right now. <laughs> okay, understood. Got it. Nicely done, Gina. Uh, So we know that Zacchaeus was most likely a lonely man. He, his only friends would have been sinful or corrupt like him. So many people hated Zacchaeus with a passion, uh, not only because he was rich and powerful, but also because they thought that he was a sinner because of his job. Um, So it's interesting to observation as we were talking about the priests, Christian and Jericho and how many lived there kind of got me thinking about if they were frequently passing by and through, they had to know of the chief tax collector. They sure. had to know of Zacchaeus. So, so it's interesting that they weren't really called to, to minister to him or to, I mean, I don't know. They could have, but we know from this encounter with Jesus that Zacchaeus had, he had a complete transformation that most likely had been brewing for a while. He probably recognized the need to see Jesus, the the need to have this encounter with him. So it's just interesting that the priests that lived there 
um, that didn't come about with him with them. I mean, it it's was I don't surprising know. to me, but not. I yeah. mean, think of I know a lot of people that are maybe unsettled in their faith, and yeah. if if they saw Jesus and he was standing right in front of them, I think they would become a believer real quick. Yeah, and I <laughs> so think I think there's yeah. a little bit of yeah. like, you know. Who knows if they were ministering to him or not, and who yeah. knows if he was in a place to receive it or yeah. not. Um, it's also sometimes when we talk about um, like the context of what was happening in this time, it's hard to really know what he was like as a person. Like we're kind of we're forced to make some assumptions based on his profession, really, mm-hmm. um, that maybe are fair or aren't fair. Right. I mean, there's there's some data out there that would lead you to believe that he was robbing people Mm -hmm. and cheating and taking advantage for sure. But it is interesting to to think about what those interactions must have been like Mm -hmm. when it is such a priestly city. Um, Were people actively ministering to him or was it like felt like he was so far gone, wasn't Mm -hmm. worth their time? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a difference between religion and the priest, and he had he became to know Jesus. Jesus knew his name and had a relationship with him. Yeah, the difference between religion and relationship. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. We're gonna get into that mm-hmm. for sure, Gina. So Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming to Jericho. That's all he needed to do is just hear that he's coming. And I'm sure that that Jesus's reputation preceded him. Mm-hmm. So people knew when he was coming to town. Crowds were following him. So you know, he was coming to Jericho. So desperate to see Jesus, Zacchaeus knew he probably had one chance. He had one shot to see him. And so when he tried to see him as he was coming down the street, you know, scripture tells us that he couldn't, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm envisioning him trying to jump up to Mm -hmm. see over the crowds, to be able to see Jesus in the middle, right? And when he realizes, okay, this isn't going to happen in my one chance to see him, I'm going to miss this. Mm -hmm. So he runs ahead Find the nearest sycamore tree. I think we can glean from this is that money, and he had a lot of it, it wasn't fulfilling him. Mm-hmm. And so otherwise, you know, why is he so quick to give it away when he comes down the tree? And that's that's a question I kind of want to get into when we get to that part. And then we're going to see how generous he was. So he demonstrated this inward change that's occurring and sort of brewing by an immediate outward action offering to repay four times over those that he stole from or took advantage of, right? So just interesting. And so, Kristen, you were saying, you know, there's some assumptions that we can make about Zacchaeus. Well, one is that we know that he's a chief tax collector. And so tax collectors actually were Jews that worked for the Roman government, Mm -hmm. and they were notoriously corrupt. They they would gouge their fellow Jews, and they would profit Mm -hmm. from it, and people knew it. And so Roman tax collectors, I thought this was so interesting because I never knew this before. Just like Zacchaeus, they were given the right to collect taxes on behalf of the Roman government in Jericho after they divided up the territories and they auctioned them off, which is so fascinating that the Roman government would do that. So in order to make your money back, so you pay for the right to be able to collect taxes and in order to recoup your investment and what you paid, you had to swindle people. Mm-hmm. For their taxes, and then you would gain quite a bit of profit on top of that. And so, as a result of gouging your fellow Jews, you made a living and got mm-hmm. wealthy from it. So, there's no wonder why people hated him for that. 
Um, so he obviously fit in well with these tax collectors, right? Because he was pretty wealthy. It's not like he did it one and done. Yeah. He continued He's to the do chief. this. Yeah. He's the chief tax collector. Yeah. And, yeah. and rose to be the chief. So what does Zacchaeus show us? And I think this is so interesting when you think about his actions. The first thing that really stood out to me is that his curiosity really met with determination. So it's not like he was curious to see Jesus and then he gave up when the crowd was there. Oh, can't see him. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, well, I'll just walk alongside on the outside. Yeah. Well, I think he was smart and he was obviously clever Mm -hmm. and figured a way to mm-hmm. make it happen. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who's the chief tax collector. Yeah. He rose to be the head of them. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Yeah. And so when he wants something to happen, it's going to yeah. he was going to find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Right. So he was obviously determined yeah. as you were saying, you know. So uh so he wanted to just what I thought was so fascinating is he wanted to just see Jesus from a distance and he could see him walk by and have this glimpse of him on the street. But Jesus had other plans. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to experience Jesus from a distance. That's that was really kind of a big takeaway for me in this story. Yeah, that it's not really enough to just see him walk by. You know, really to have this life changing, this mm-hmm. life giving encounter with Jesus. It's it's not really done at a distance or with a glimpse. So when his initial plan of just watching Jesus walk by failed um, due to his height and not being able to see over the crowd, he then quickly adapted, right? Mm-hmm. And you were talking about found another way. So he ran, ran ahead, climbed up the tree, which if you think about climbing up a tree, like that then requires even more determination because it's like, oh, you got to quickly climb up this tree before he gets here, you know? So he's determined in that way. And sycamore fig trees can actually be pretty tall. So, you know, he's climbing the tree. I don't know how far up he had to go. But it's intriguing to learn that in this particular culture, it was considered shameful for a grown man to climb this tree. Yet here was the most infamous man in town, you know, in Jericho, and he's climbing a tree. Mm -hmm. So he's willing to, he obviously knew that. He's willing to overlook that, like Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. So that's when I see like curiosity. I've got to know who this guy is Mm -hmm. combined with determination that I'm willing to even sacrifice. I'm already the most hated guy, but now I'm going to be like the most hated, shameful guy. Yeah. 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 Right. I know. I'll climb the tree. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's just, it's just crazy. So, so obviously Zacchaeus had the overriding desire, you know, but I think about the other spectators that day, you know, there we don't know exactly what they did because it's not recorded here. But Zacchaeus, there God chose a few, you know, p- parts of this page to be devoted to his story. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so interesting. And so, um, you know, all the spectators around, they were there to see and know who Jesus was. Um, and and Zacchaeus could have given up, like I said, you know, but just like the woman who had the issue of her bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, for twelve years. Um, she didn't give up either. And so seeing and knowing Jesus and perhaps having a contact with him was an overwhelming requirement that seemed to be the only solution to the plight of his life and uh, that woman's life that had bled for 12 years, uh, her life. Like that was the only solution to their plight at that time. I think that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, hers being a little different in that she suffered for 12 years and out of desperation, you know, to have, 
to be healed and, and believing that all she had to do was touch the garment of this man. It was what else, she'd done everything else, right? And that worked for her. And I don't know, like Zacchaeus, I'm just thinking he wanted to look from a distance. I don't think he knew the encounter he was actually going to have. No, but I think he his heart was ripe for Ready? change. Yeah, he might have been given. feeling a similar desperation. Yeah, just not yeah. physically yeah. in that way. Yeah, you know, more emotionally, yeah. more mm-hmm. in the heart. He was no, ready. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his it's heart kind of, had to be ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you know, because if we, you think about it, like, why did he really need to see Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, what must have been going through his mind, which is mm-hmm. the point, right? Yeah, to get him to climb that tree, which was you know shameful, embarrassing, mm-hmm. given the time. Um, because he was so desperate yeah. to see him up and close. And maybe having mm-hmm. all that money and it being so unfulfilling. Yes. This is not a happy man. Mm-hmm. He's desperate. Mm-hmm. Like you said, in a different way. I hadn't even thought about that. But desperate to find something to mean something to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah, to feel alive. Yeah. To feel like he mattered. Yes. To feel that he was acceptable, mm-hmm. right? That makes so sense. he was very despised. And so how alone must he have felt? Like, we yeah. don't know about his family. It doesn't tell us about it. Although somewhere I read he did have a wife. Um, I'm not sure if that was in history or where that, that came from, but he did have a wife. Um, but we just, you know, in terms of, like, how he was viewed mm-hmm. and people related to him, mm-hmm. they hated him. So, um, but I think it's really pertinent to note that God said, you know, in Jeremiah 29, 13, you shall seek me and you shall find me because you shall seek me with all your heart. Yeah. So that to me was what Zacchaeus was doing that day. He was going above and beyond. Hmm. Um, And, you know, if you ask yourself, a question of if I couldn't see Jesus and I knew I had one shot, he was coming through town today, you know, he's coming down the main road or whatever. Would I go to that length of climbing a tree and risking my social status and all of that just to see, just to see him? Well, I think, you know, he had heard so much about him, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and maybe, you know, when you are feeling really lonely and unloved, and an outsider, mm-hmm. if there's a chance, yeah, he was willing to take it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it almost mm-hmm. doesn't, the motivation, again, you have to make assumptions about the motivation, right? Mm-hmm. He, it's also possible that he didn't feel alone or lost at all and possibly felt like, I want to see who this guy is because mm-hmm. I'm not really sold. Like, I don't mm-hmm. get it, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I, I just think that, you don't know if he was in a, a moment of like desperation or almost arrogance too mm-hmm. around like, but, but it almost doesn't matter because whatever the feeling was got him to a place where he had this like pivotal interaction mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with God that was life changing. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And you, you, we don't know because the story didn't play out this way, but you wonder if he couldn't, didn't climb that tree, would Jesus have stopped? Like, was it a divine appointment? Yeah, was sure. it? Sounds like we just don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's in the Bible and, yep. and for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a divine appointment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. 
But I mean, if you know that Jesus is passing through Jericho, that tells me he's not planning on staying the night. Yeah. Yet mm -hmm. when he saw Zacchaeus in the tree, he stopped and said, it is my day for, for me to stay at your house. Yeah. Like it's, this is it, you know, what an amazing, um, amazing encounter. So, but I this think this is that, why yeah. you always keep your house clean. Yes. Because <laughs> you, you never know, know. You when never God know. will be stopping I mean, by. Yeah. <laughs> Get out that fine china. <laughs> yes, without question. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, what is our tree? You guys, I, I got to thinking about this. Like, what are we willing to do to have an encounter? with Jesus. And before we get into this, I just have to share with you that I recently had a doctor appointment over Zoom. And um, when you do that, you don't pay, obviously, like you do when you go into the office. Mm -hmm. So you get this bill, right? And I get this, this bill for my copay and I read on it and it says my doctor's name, an encounter with, you know, and then my doctor's name. And I thought, interesting. And then another doctor sent me one and same thing and encounter. And I thought, interesting. They're referring to a doctor appointment as an encounter. Like it's this, this encounter. And I just got to thinking like, why, if we can talk about that with like a physician, why would we not talk about that with the ultimate physician and want right. to have an encounter with God, you know? Right. So so an encounter with Jesus doesn't stop with just the step of accepting him. You know, it really goes on to be, there's so many needs and encounters that we need to have beyond that, that it's really just kind of a matter of our heart. And so what is our tree? What are we willing to do to have that encounter Yeah, with Jesus? You know, I, I feel like my tree for just my own personal making sure that I have an encounter with Jesus every day is making my quiet time mm -hmm. a priority every mm -hmm. day, uh, the very first thing I do mm -hmm. in the morning. So it's my way of reading his love letter to me and reading the Bible and then me talking to him and having this back and forth relationship I think that I would look at my tree as what what am I willing to do? That's what I'm willing to do every day to make sure that I have a heart encounter, a, mm -hmm. you know, with mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And so with that, obviously, there would be like I, I listed because I know each of us were going to think about this prior mm -hmm. to this episode in mine is, you know, I am willing to cry out to him when I need him. So not rely on my own strength, which is really hard for me um, because I always want to be able to keep going and push through it and whatever. And he's shown me <laughs> time and time again that, hey, I don't want you to keep pushing through it. You know, just cry out to me and I'll help you. So I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to seek him with my entire and whole heart. Mm. I'm willing to put pride aside and admit my inadequacy, um, really recognize my own abilities, right? Yeah which are many, and my desperate need for his wisdom, guidance, and comfort. Mm. And lastly, I think where I struggle the most and what I need to really work on, but really is obedience, and you talk a lot about this, mm. Gina, but I always want more insurance, uh, assurance, right? <laughs> you always call me Gideon girl, so yeah. I need to trust more. 
I need to come out of the tree. Like, that's the question. Like, if when Jesus says, come out of the tree, would mm-hmm. I come out of the tree? Would I yeah. just like, well, wait, are you sure? Are you talking to me? Is right. it, is it right. just Am me I the Catherine the you're talking is it this to? Catherine? Is there another yeah. Catherine in yeah. the tree? Uh, are you, can you call me again <laughs> just to make sure? Like, should I come down out of the tree? So uh-huh. that's where I like to have that encounter. You got to come out of the tree. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, just my thoughts. What about you, Kristen? I would say in thinking about this, it was kind it was hard to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what I'm willing to do is just always give it my best. Mm. Always give a hundred percent, knowing that, you know, my hundred percent on a Tuesday might look really different than my hundred percent the following Tuesday, depending on where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that I'm going to commit to So what does that mean? Give it your best. We've talked a lot about how you might be struggling um, in your faith and you might be in a trial and your your best when you're in a trial is going to look, look different. the same mm-hmm. than when you're on that peak or valley. It's just going to look different. Mm-hmm. And so being okay with that mm-hmm. and, you know, we talk a lot about just making progress. Yeah. Right. But not being perfection. really yeah. honest with myself around where I'm at. And staying committed, mm-hmm. just like staying committed to my faith. Mm-hmm. And in that day, that might look different mm-hmm. um, than when I'm feeling really strong and really rooted, but that I'm just going to stay in it, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. is your encounter, does it look like, like the things I just listed, those are all things that I would be doing. And so... And what you're saying, like staying committed, that's something that you would be doing. But we also have to realize that there's something that God will be doing to allow for that encounter, right? So Jesus called Zacchaeus out of the tree. He's calling Kristen to to do this. He's calling Catherine and Gina to do whatever, right? So there's something he's going to do. And so the response that you give will be critical to that encounter. Yep. And so by staying committed you are allowing for that encounter to happen. Yep. So then when he presents whatever that is. You're paying attention. I'm paying yeah, attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear mm-hmm. it. Yep. And you will respond out of yep. faith, right? Yeah. Come down out of the tree or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Because it's, look, if I knew that Jesus was going to be passing through town and walking down the street um, tomorrow at two, yeah, I, I would climb probably something probably there. much higher than a tree yeah. in order yeah. to be able to get my moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, the hard part is, and we were talking about this before this episode, is you don't see that. You're not getting that memo that's flying through social media. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and so being obedient when you don't have to look someone in the eye that tells you like that they're disappointed in you or you don't have to look someone in the eye and said, I know I said I was going to do that, but I didn't. It makes it harder. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think the commitment to staying in it and taking that step every day does help you have those moments with him that are going to look different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Than if you were in the tree and then he said he was coming over, right? It's going to look different, Yeah. but it's going to fill your heart in the same way. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you mentioned obedience because um, that's actually the next. That's a great mm-hmm. segue into what we're going to talk about in verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. 
I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. The message version actually says, quote, scrambled out Mm -hmm. of the tree. I Mm -hmm. love that. So he's like, oh, scrambling, you know, pulling himself together and getting out of the tree. So... Um, so really it required him to immediately get down and respond. Right. Um, so kind of what you were saying, Kristen. So, so perhaps sometimes, you know, curiosity can drive obedience. Mm -hmm. So we are so curious and driven to get to that next step that will we respond quickly? I mean, that's really the, the question. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? How can curiosity propel us forward into obedience? Knowing what's on the other side, maybe that desire to know that. I was thinking, like I said, I mean, when he called Zacchaeus' name and said, come down immediately, yeah. um, the, he he knew his name, mm-hmm. which had to have come as a surprise to mm-hmm. this wee man in the tree, mm-hmm. you know, and wait, you just spoke my name in front of everyone and told me to immediately come down, and he did it then. Mm-hmm. So I said it would be so much easier if you were in the tree and Jesus called your name and you know he's talking to you and you're mm-hmm. going to obey immediately because he just told you to do it. Yeah. With us not being able to see Jesus, personally, physically see him, it is harder. Yeah. It is harder. We do ask those questions. Right. We do, wait, wait, did you, did he really call me to do that? Is, are you really saying for me to do this? Is this the direction you really want me to go? There was no question there, Mm -hmm. you know? So with us, I think there has to be more curiosity that drives the obedience. And you know, the other piece that just occurred to me is not only does he tell him to come down from the tree, but he tells him why. Yeah. So often we don't get the why. We don't get the why. And Mm -hmm. so in this you know, in this ma- in this uh, verse, he says, Zacchaeus, hurry down. This is the message version. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, okay, now I know what my next steps are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Jesus in my home. So that's when he's scrambling to get out of the tree. And then it says, hardly believing his good luck, mm-hmm. delighted to take Jesus home with him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Imagine, mm-hmm. you know, you're one of the most disliked, Mm-hmm. disrespected people in the city and here comes Jesus who everyone's known about calls your name out of everyone's in the crowd and says I am going to spend the day with you yeah. in your home for him I'm sure he was delighted yeah. it was like wait someone wants to be with yeah. me someone yeah. wants to spend time in my home publicly say they're going to spend time with me yeah you know I'm sure he was yeah. He felt special in that moment. But I think also Jesus knows what we need, you know, before we even know that we need it. Sure. And I think he knew at some level that Zacchaeus needed to know why I'm calling him out in front of this crowd and why I need him to come down. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that's where our faith rests because God will give us what we need. He promises to do that. Mm-hmm. So even though... Like we think of needs in terms of like warmth and shelter and clothing and, you know, food. There's also an emotional need, Mm -hmm. you know, like God knows that I have reservations Mm -hmm. and maybe need more reassurance than Mm -hmm. the average person that Mm -hmm. I'm going in the right direction. Maybe not, but I mean, he knows what I need. And so he will be faithful to, to give that. So it's just interesting. Like that just really stood out to me when I, when I read this. So 
anyway, but um, so yeah, moving forward, I think um, a changed life, another takeaway huge is inward change leads to outward action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think Our about hearts. that? Only Jesus can change a heart, soften a heart. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit it will, you know, convict a heart. And then, but I think that inward change always results in an outward difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We but, behave different. We act different. Yeah. We feel different. Feel different about ourselves. Yeah. You know? So what's so interesting to me is in verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. And in the message version, I believe they even say that they were indignant mm-hmm. and grumbling, mm-hmm. right? What business does he have getting cozy with this crook? So they were angry. They were yeah. mad. They were just shocked that he was willing to do this. And it's in with all of this going on that Zacchaeus then responds, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like it, it went even deeper, like turned the knife even more, right? So Zacchaeus just stood there a little stunned, the message version says. He stammered Mm -hmm. apologetically. I love that. Master, I give away half my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times. I'll pay four times the damages. So he immediately says what he's willing to do. That's the heart change. Yeah. I, don't you think that he he knew what he had done wrong? Mm-hmm. He knew he had taken oh, yeah. advantage of these people. He felt some guilt about that. So the that. prompting by the people yeah. being so indignant and angry mm-hmm. actually brought that about. So that uncomfortability, mm-hmm. that scorn, right? That brought about, that was a piece of it, mm-hmm. and of baking that cake. Right? Yeah, of getting admitting that. Admitting I've yep. done this, and I'm mm-hmm. going to give my money, yeah. and I'm going to pay back anyone that I've taken advantage of four yep. times over. He's, you know... I, I, maybe he was wondering, gosh, did Jesus know all of this? And so mm-hmm. I want him yeah. to know. I'm going to have to fess up. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going yeah. well to do it now. Not go Where to do I start? After all. Yeah. 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 Wow. So remorse and generosity galore, right? right. So, mm-hmm. so moving to see such an evident transformation in mm-hmm. such you know short time period and his desire to make it right. And so then the last thing I just wanted to point out is that we should know that we're worth it and it's all in how we view it. Mm-hmm. So a few key points uh, from this story is that when Jesus reached that spot, he didn't keep walking. Mm-hmm. He stopped and he looked up to Zacchaeus and he addressed him directly and by name. Mm-hmm. wasn't like, hey, you or hey yeah. up there. You know, it was very personal. And so Jesus knows our name. And so even if we have never met He'll stop. And he looked up. He looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name to come down. So that's number one. Number two, we know that there was a huge crowd there. And yet Jesus chose to address the one criminal or the one that was so unpopular, the unloved tax collector. So we all have value, even the worst of society, which is in his case is what he was. Yeah. And third, by inviting himself to Zacchaeus's house, he was showing publicly his acceptance of someone who was regarded as a sinner and treated as an outcast. And I just love how Jesus breaks the rules every time. Every he makes time. his own rules. Yeah, I love that. Well, he came to save the lost, like yes, he said. That's right. You know, and yeah. And um so him choosing so many people in the Bible and so many of the stories that we've talked about in the different episodes. It's always those that are broken mm-hmm. that he comes to bring help That's to right. again. 
and it, and it can come in, in like really spontaneous moments yeah. because it's very specific to say that he was passing, that Jesus was passing through. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said earlier, Catherine, it, d- it doesn't imply that he was planning on staying right. or right. visiting anyone's, yeah. anyone's house. Right. right. So I think you just never really know when the opportunity is going to present itself. Um, and the other big takeaway would be like, I just, there's never been a moment when I've really made a solid effort to have that experience with Jesus that I've been let down or regretted it. Like there's always a reward in that. He always meets us where we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's something, um, to your point, Gina, what you were saying is that even though he was on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus saw Zacchaeus as part of his mission. Yeah. He was not an interruption, yeah. but he was a mission. And you know, I wonder, it, it just dawned on me, this town with over 12,000 priests, maybe they were some of the ones that were indignant. Yeah. Listening to him, Jesus talked to this man. Yeah, the That sinner. they considered a sinner, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's just so to who go stay Jesus at his house. was. Yes. It's not even to like, hey, let's just have a conversation. Yeah, let me go I'm going to go stay home. at your house. Yeah. I'm going to go be a guest. I'm going to, we're going to go throw a party yes. here uh, yeah. because you're saved, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's just mind blowing. And I'm so thankful for these kinds of stories me too. Um, that point this out. So on our rebounding recap, mm-hmm. we invite you We should all be thinking about what our tree is this week. What is your tree? What are you willing to do to get closer to Jesus? Is it pray more? Mm -hmm. Is it daily devotionals? Is it opening up a part of you that has been closed off and surrendering it? What step are you willing to take to allow you a deeper, more fulfilling walk and encounter? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we invite you to be thinking about that tree, whether it's a sycamore or a palm tree. We should be <laughs> thinking right. about it. Uh, and so this week we invite you to like and subscribe. If this episode was uh, helpful to you and you found it something worthy of sharing, we mm-hmm. would love for you to do that, to share with a friend. And we are back every Wednesday. Please check out our website and social media at Rebounding Faith Podcast. Our website's reboundingfaith.com. And we will see you next week. Have a rebounding week. God bless. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.